Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Edition of Big Bet here on Visa and Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Gonna have Frank Schwab join us in hour number two as we Great. do each and every Tuesday to talk all things NFL. Whoa. How about the GOAT last night? Thought the thought the Bucks were dead. Maybe their season was dead. And they do the same thing they did against the Rams a couple weeks yeah. ago, where inexplicably, two touchdowns in the last four and change, right? <laughs> and it's offense that was completely dead, can't run the football, yet somehow they come back and get that 17-16 win. Over the Saints and keep their uh, – they're now 6-6 six and six now, the Bucks, The under hits, of course. If you took the Saints in the points, you win that. But if you had the Saints outright, money line, you got to be thinking, how did I lose that one? Well, I'm sure you got to get a nice plus price on Tampa, probably plus a dime or more uh, based on the 16-3 to three deficit uh, midway through the fourth quarter. So you're probably in good shape just to be able to take a quick 10% bet there. But – uh, give Tampa a ton of credit, Dave, for coming back in this one. Mm-hmm. This team continues to find ways to survive. I tell you what, New Orleans is an interesting team. If they could acquire a quarterback or – I don't know. Does anybody know why Jameis Winston is not playing? Well, here's he, – nope. this is what the, the word on the street is. Okay. Is that when he got hurt earlier in the year – remember the game, the first game against Tampa this year, Jameis turned it over yeah. a bunch in the second half. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay came back and won. Is that when Dennis Allen went to Andy Dalton, he calmed everything down. This is in the the – the scuttlebutt around the coaching staff, right, is that Andy Dalton calmed everything down from an offensive standpoint. If that's calming down the offense to 60 points, okay, he's he has turned it over some. Didn't really last night. Look, all you have to do if you're Mark Ingram is turn up field and you win the football game. Instead, he steps out of bounds on the third on the second down play. So he gains nine yards. There's nobody there. He just steps. I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't oh. see he, he walks out of bounds a yard short of the first down, inside of four and a half minutes to go, and steps out of bounds. Clock stops second and one, third and one, and then they punt on fourth and one once they get the incompletion on third and one. So, really, I, I don't want to put all this on Andy Dalton because the plays were there to be made. But literally, if your running back just turns inbounds, you're going to win the game, and that didn't happen. So, you can go back and pinpoint how you lose a one-point game, but that is the glaring number one thing to me. So Andy Dalton might not be sexy, but at least he's running the offense the way they want it run, and that means no turnovers. Try to play defense enough to win. That felt like the script last night. 
But you just inexplicably figure out ways to lose in the last four minutes. I'll tell you one thing. The Colts could have used him. He's, he's the best of the recycled quarterbacks out there. Uh, you know, the ones the Colts always bring in don't seem to do much. Yeah. Uh, Rivers Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan. I know Ryan, uh, Rivers had a decent year, but the other, two, five, yeah. Yeah, the other two guys are just hanging on, you know, barely surviving in the league right now. But it's just kind of frustrating because the Saints have a good defense, mm-hmm. right? You hold this in today's NFL, you hold an opponent 17 points, you expect to win the game. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of the Broncos, a little bit more offense right, than what the exactly. Broncos are giving you. But by the way, speaking of recycled quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, and we'll see, Kelly will be monitoring this as the show goes on. If there is an acquisition of one Baker Mayfield, who was the number one pick in the draft four years ago. Well, so was the Bennett kid from UNLV, but I don't think anybody's signing up to get him. No, but think of this. Like Sam Darnold, he went to the same team where Darnold was number two in the same draft and, and Baker was number one. Sam Darnold's still there in Carolina. I'm still here. And Baker right now is floating out there. He is the, the waiver wire, I believe, will be done by the time our show is done. So the, the scuttlebutt is, of course, San Fran needs a quarterback. But you just made an interesting uh, – the Colts. Like, if the Titans who just fired their GM, are the Colts – would they be in play for a Baker Mayfield? If you're trying to think of another place that Baker could land that's not named San Francisco, he's going to get picked up. I'd be stunned if Baker Mayfield is just left to, to walk the streets of the NFL unattended. Uh, I actually don't think he's going to get picked up for a couple of reasons. Teams you mentioned, if you're the Colts, you're sitting at 4-8-1, Tennessee 7-5. You're not going to make the playoffs. You've got four games remaining. They've got five remaining. I mean, realistically, is Tennessee going to lose four out of their next five considering they get the Texans uh, at, at the Jaguars? And they have the Jaguars twice in the next five weeks. Uh, and then are you going to win out if you're Indianapolis? To me, if you're the Colts, you know, just take your draft pick where it is and kind of rebuild from there. You're at the Vikings after a bye. Uh, they'd have to basically win out, and you'd have to have Tennessee lose four or five. I don't think that's probably going to happen. Is this not fascinating? Look at the market. Again, you understand why, because this is Twitter GM saying, well, he's got to go to San Fran. That's why he's a two-to-one favorite. I don't think he's going to go there. I think Kyle Shanahan, who, who, they just signed Josh Johnson, by the way. Not saying that so Josh Johnson. He's not Johnson, going there then. I wouldn't think so if you, if you signed Josh Johnson. The Rams at six to one. Colts right there in the mix at six to one as well. Why would the Rams sign him? I, that's I I don't get it. So you get John Wofford right now at this point because Matt Stafford looks like he's not going to be available for the rest of the year. I'd be stunned if Matt Stafford plays football. We'll figure out if ever again. But I don't think he's going to play anymore this year. I think Stafford will be back simply because the money is so great on his contract. His contract is insane. But I think the only reason he, you would think about Baker Mayfield going there is if you're thinking Stafford's not coming back next, next year. year for some reason. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. You're not bringing in uh, what's-his-name. You know what you do is you just eat it because you don't have a first-round pick. No. Nope. That first-round pick is with uh, who the Bears, right? I'm sorry, Detroit. The Detroit. Right, in the golf field. Yeah. So, so why not pick up a Baker Mayfield and kick the tires if you don't have picks to go get another quarterback? But okay, what is Baker Mayfield going to oh, do for you? I, I, look, I'm I'm with you, Amal. I, I look. That's no, not I, the right. I'm just saying, if you don't have the capital, you don't have the draft capital, and you don't have the money because they just gave major deals to guys like Aaron Donald, Matty Stafford when they traded for him, and the head coach. So if you don't have a whole lot of money there, and you're West and you're like, dude, I've given you everything I can give you. I traded the world to go get Jalen Ramsey. We want a ring. What else do you want me to do, right? So I got to take a guy off the scrap heap who was a former number one and kick the tires for next year if Matt Stafford can't come back. No, but I, I think, look, let's say they wind up with the second-worst record in the league. At this point, they're, they're projected Detroit's going to have the number two pick or number three pick, somewhere in that range from the Rams. Why decimate the rest of your draft? At least pick second in the second round, third in the second round, or second in the third round, and so forth. Um, I just don't see the purpose of bringing in Baker Mayfield. I will say this, where San Francisco becomes interesting is if Brock Purdy plays poorly. Mm-hmm. If he looks really bad, then he might be a guy you consider. Uh, I don't get why the Colts would do it. I don't understand the Houston Texans. None of these, if you're Houston, you're not trying to improve. You're sitting there going, you know what? We're going to have the first pick in the draft. Are we taking Bryce Young? Are we taking Will Levis? Right. Or are we taking C.J. Yeah, Stroud? You don't want to get any better. If you, you don't want to get any better. That's why it doesn't make any sense to me for the Texans, and they're, by the way, 6-1 to one as well. It does make a little bit of sense for the Rams just if Stafford's injury is much worse and maybe you read through the tea leaves here and maybe his will isn't in anymore. You look at the Giants. They're not committed to Danny Dimes. The Falcons, Marcus Mariota, 12-1, 15-1 for New York. 
Like those teams, Amal, I think are going, you know, maybe probably is not going to work out, but what's the risk no, because, of bringing because, in a Baker Mayfield? Hold on now? a second. Atlanta has Desmond Ritter. You drafted him. You play Desmond Ritter if you're, if you, sure. instead of playing uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I don't understand. We're sitting here talking about Baker Mayfield like he's Joe Montana no, sitting not. on the street. I am not. No, I'm saying you're, you're well, bringing I him have... in. I'm saying you're bringing him to put him on your bench. And then maybe if you, you have him on the roster for no money, and then next year you well, see if he can compete for a job. First of all, I don't use that overpriced progressive, so I don't want him on my team anyway. I'm a Geico guy, so I'm sticking so with them. So <laughs> that's one thing. Second, I, I don't want him on my team. He's not helping me win. What if progressive sponsors the show tomorrow? Then Let me tell you right now, one eight hundred progressive it is. <laughs> Go out and get progressive right now. You know, you can me. See you later, Geico. Well, I've been with you since I was sixteen. Uh, let me tell you, I don't escort because I wouldn't get enough money. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm available for for the right price for anything, man. But I think that's the question, though, Maul, that you asked. That people are going to ask, like, why Baker Mayfield? Why would you take this chance on him? And I think the the answer is nobody's expecting visions of grandeur this year. I think they're they're saying, can we fix him? And unless you can make him taller. I don't know that you can. Like, like to me, he is what he is. This is this is as good as it's gonna get. Do do we have no team picking him up? I was waiting for you to say that. There's really only one reason I built this graphic. Yeah, no, it was just to get them all shot angry about it. Really, well, first of all, but, I'm not angry. I can't believe this guy's force feeding this garbage down my throat. <laughs> I mean, this guy's trying to sell me, you know, some some form of garbage steak and trying to tell me it's wagyu beef or something fancy. Former to, number to clarify one. for anybody looking out there, this was a prop that was up at DraftKings only in in only in certain states that can offer these types of props. I have a feeling it is. Down right now, yeah, because we are going through the waiver process right, right now. now. Um, the the way how this will work is the waivers, just like your fantasy league, is going to go through this today. It will if if no team selects him today, then he will become a free agent at the end of the day. He's gonna. I'm be with a, you, Amal. Though I would bet the no option if there's one out there. I don't first think. First of all, there's four to five weeks left for certain teams, right? Some teams have four games left. Some have five. Does Baker Mayfield improve and he can come in with well, the playbook and improve your team that much where you're like, oh, we got Baker Mayfield. All of a sudden, we're going to the postseason. What does he do it, for it, you? No, no, it, it doesn't help you out if you're this one of the teams year. that are yeah. – right. It doesn't help you out this year. Absolutely. Now, if you're a playoff team like the Niners, you got to get him today to get him on the playoff roster. So the, the timing is going to run out for potential playoff teams. But for the teams that are not going to be in the postseason, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because then you can just you can work out a new deal. He's a free agent, and we can go bargain basement shopping for quarterbacks. And that's look, Josh Johnson just got signed. Yeah, that Josh Johnson from K State like a decade ago. So don't tell me that nobody's going to kick the tires of Baker Mayfield. It's going to happen, people. I'm not saying I would do it, but somebody's going to do it. Tell you what, the Dallas Cowboys should sign him. Stop it. Why? In why case would you put that voodoo on my roster? <laughs> well, first of all, this nonsense. Why don't you just tell everybody you're Baker Mayfield's agent? I mean, my God, it's unbelievable the affinity you have for this guy. I have no affinity for Baker. Baker. I don't Reagan think Lake Travis. I think he played at Lake Travis. I don't think Lake Travis wants him back at quarterback. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying the reality of the situation is somebody's going to take a chance because he's a former number one. If this was a sixth round pick, you'd never hear from him again. Gone. But he planted a flag at OSU. Right? Oh, I, I didn't even remember that. I actually, you know. It's funny you said that. For now, definitely don't sign him. But the point is, I, I just with the teams that we have mentioned, they're only hurting their draft stock. There's five weeks to go in the season. Yeah. There's just no reason for it. All right, Jeremy Fowler with just uh, with this tweet coming down. Uh, Rams quote definitely having internal dialogue about adding Baker Mayfield. People around the league would be surprised if Texans, Bears, Broncos. Ahead of L.A. claim. I'm telling Wait, you. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you. And Mayfield, quote, would be ready to roll with whatever result. I, I, I talked about dating Cindy Crawford. I chose not to go forward with it. <laughs> it's just the same thing with the Rams. <laughs> Going to have Tim Brando in hour number two. And can you handle the truth? We'll find out later. Come on back. It's Big Bets on these in the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. 
and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Stay up to date with our free VSIN podcast. We've got a plenty of podcasts to choose from. You've got college football uh, betting podcasts. Of course, you've got the VSIN Daily Morning Bets with Josh Applebaum, Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, the GM Shuffle with Femi, and of course, Michael Lombardi. You can also check out First Strike. By the way, shout out to First Strike First Look coming later on today. Wherever you get your podcasts, go to VSIN.com slash podcast and listen today. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We roll on with this edition of Big Bets here on a Tuesday again. We were talking about uh, certainly Baker Mayfield. We'll keep an eye on that if he does, in fact, get picked up as the waiver wire process is going on as we speak here in the NFL. If he does not get picked up here in about, what, the next hour 45, uh, then he becomes a free agent to be. So there will probably be some small moves that are made, but that is the one out there that people are certainly looking at as potential uh, quarterback change here in the NFL. We'll find out if that happens. Let's get to some of the movements that we've seen in the marketplace here for the NFL and some of the big ones. Obviously, MVP. And this one is fascinating to me for a couple different reasons. Patrick Mahomes, at the beginning of the year, when you and I talked about this, we identified Pat Mahomes at 9-1 to one and said, what? 9-1 to one for yeah. Patrick Mahomes? Because at that time, it was Josh Allen that was the short favorite to be MVP. Josh Allen has now drifted to 14-1. to one. 14 to 1. Geno Smith is now at what Kirk Cousins was at the beginning of the year, 50 to 1. Super Dak, 60 to 1. He's not been super. He's been okay. Tom Brady, 100 to 1. Boy, if you look at the offense for Brady, they are the worst running team in the NFL. That's kind of all Brady or nothing with that offense. So even though they're 6 and 6, he's done a pretty good job. Two of 12 to 1. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, 2.0, has thrown himself right in the race at 6 to 1. He feels like Amal right now, if they were closing, I don't know if he's secretariat down the stretch, if he can run him down. But right now, it looks like Joe Burrow is that thoroughbred on the outside. Uh, I'm not picking Joe Burrow. I think it's a two-horse race, mm. Mahomes and Hurts. Um, first of all, Jalen's team is going to wind up at at worst at 14-3. and three. Probably 15-2, and two, maybe 16-1, and because they're going to need to win the games down the stretch. Yep. As Portugal takes a 1-0 lead on Whoa. Switzerland in the 17th minute. Who needs Ronaldo? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, they benched him. Didn't start Yeah, to. that's uh, big news there. I'm sure uh, people are paying attention to that. By the way, how good are the Portuguese feeling right now? Spain doesn't score, loses in penalty kicks today, and now Portugal with a great chance to move on. By the way, you said yesterday Morocco was very live. I believe they were up 5-1. to one. Well, I, I just thought this team, could, could, the way they're playing, they had an opportunity. This is not the same Spain of 2010, 2014, um, and they get through there, give, give them a ton of credit. Look, Burrow's been tremendous. He got that win. This team is quietly at 8-4. and four. 
they're right there behind Buffalo uh, with the Dolphins and then, of course, Kansas City as well. But Mahomes leads the league in passing yards with 3,800, leads the league in passing touchdowns with 30. Mm. He is head and shoulders. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like Hertz is going to get the MVP because it's almost like, hey, we're going to bring a new guy into the fold. Mm. But Mahomes, to me, is the MVP. I, 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 you make strong cases. You can make strong cases for both those guys. The I bring up Burrow because the narrative. Remember, these are narrative-driven awards a lot of times, right? And we're going to get to some of the other ones. But Burrow, it's almost like they're saying, well, not only did he beat Joe, did he not only beat Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, but Joe Cool is now three and zero lifetime head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes. It shouldn't matter what's happened in the past, but you hear that narrative already being spun about Burrow. Right, undefeated, 3-0, head-to-head against Patrick Mahomes. So if the Bengals, who are now 8-4, and remember, they started off the season 0-2. Mm-hmm. So they've gone to eight, eight of their last 10. If they can win this division, win the North, that'd be check number one. If they finish higher than Kansas City, or at least tied with them, then they have the head-to-head. I wonder how much that'll boil down to Burrow over Mahomes. Well, Burrow's got 25 TD passes, eight, eight INTs just like... Um... What, do you have four in week one against the Steelers? He did, yeah. He's <laughs> definitely uh, shown some improvement since then. Wow. But Hurts is at 2,900 passing yards. He's got 20 touchdowns, only three INTs, got a 108 quarterback rating, been very impressive. The rushing yards, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's the thing with Hurts, right? He is the, he is now your Josh Allen of the NFC. He's, he's got a guy 600 that, yards rushing. <laughs> I mean, so you, like we got to factor that in, people, when you're looking at these these things. To me right now, I would cast the vote for Jalen Hurts. I would uh, because, again, the biggest question marks coming into the year, what about Jalen Hurts, right? I know yeah. you and Kelly had it before the season ever began, right? The qu- there were no questions about Patrick Mahomes. There were very few questions about Joe Burrow getting to the Super Bowl a year ago. Yes, there were questions about Tua Tungavailoa. He's answered some of those. But I think the biggest question mark coming into the year resided around Jalen Hurts, and could he be the guy to elevate this team? And I think those questions have now been answered. Right. I don't disagree with you. Um, you know, just because John Morant's a good player doesn't make him league MVP. No. Nope. And that's the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Mahomes is still the best player, right? This is kind of like Jordan and LeBron, where he is the best player. Probably should win MVP almost every year, it feels like. He's that good. And the impact he has on that Kansas City Chiefs team. Uh, but for me, right now, it's only going to be a two-horse race. No, look, Burrow's amazing. But I, I just don't think he's going to be able to overcome the record of Philadelphia and the performance that uh, Patrick Mahomes has had unless Mahomes all of a sudden goes off a cliff here in the last five weeks. I, I think Mahomes is actually not a bad bet right now. He was minus 150 in this market last week, goes into Cincinnati and mm-hmm. loses. I don't think that's a loss. Many people are going to hold against him too much when you're talking about MVP voting. And, Dave, there's a way you can still give Jalen Hurts an award for all his credit this season. This is where the offensive player uh, of the no, year no, gets no, funky. No, 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 no. Because this feels like the ultimate cop-out of this is the way we give both these guys an award. This I, I, is I so pre- weak, right? But this is this is supposed to be the non-quarterback award. If the MVP is not for quarterbacks, we're supposed to give this to a non-quarterback. But look who's number two in the betting market. I didn't know our producer was a participation trophy kind of guy. <laughs> but, but, but Kelly, it's, hey, they've done it before. Well, it's an astute observation, right? How do we sneak in two quarterbacks? And let's just shun every other offensive player. Like, forget I, about it, uh, JJ. Forget about it, Cheetah. Travis Kelsey, just just go ahead and burn those tickets now. We're going to give the MVP to one, and then the backup MVP gets the Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, what, what's the difference? The best player is not the most – your best offensive player is not the most valuable? I don't, I don't know. You know, to me, it, it's just ridiculous the way they do it. I, I think they should just make the MVP like a quarterback award. It's like the Heisman Trophy, right? You've got four, four guys that- there. I thought Blake Corum should have been invited. I thought Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker. Mm-hmm. I thought those, those were both guys that could have been worthy of being at the Heisman ceremony. Um, it, I don't know. But this it, is the problem with narrative-driven awards, yeah. right? So, so Kelly's right. Like, okay, we got to give it to Patrick. But, so how do we still give Jalen Hurts something? This is the way to do it. Listen, I think all these awards are kind of bunk. Think about this. 1995, when Albert Bell doesn't win the MVP, he hits 50 homers, 50 doubles, and Mo Vaughn wins it because he ordered more pizzas uh, than media, anybody in Boston. Media didn't I mean, like give him. me a break. Media didn't like Albert Bell. He was a bad guy. Yeah, mean but, guy. But you know what? That's an indictment. No, no, no. You know what? Listen, that's an indictment you as a media person. Listen, when we talk about Ohio State and Michigan, I'm unbiased. I tell you Michigan's good or what yeah. have you. I mean, you got to be that way. If you, Just because you don't like a guy. I've covered teams 
I've been in there every day with teams, and there are certain guys you like and certain guys you don't like. Romo was not exactly the most media-friendly guy. All of a sudden, once they throw $18 million at him, the guy acts like he's, you know, Santa Claus over there. (laughs) But the point being is your opinion of the person should not impact how you decide to cast a vote when you're given that privilege. Just like, what was it, Dan Levitard didn't vote for Jeter in Mm -hmm. the Hall of Fame thing? You know, to me, these are these are important things for a player's legacy, their career, potential to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. We know Patrick Mahomes is going to get in the Hall of Fame. But let's say Jalen Hurts, who's a guy who's kind of stepped up a little bit later in his – not later in his career, but not at the early stages of his career. These are things that are important. It could be huge for him in terms of a contract negotiation long term. The fact that we're allowing somebody's opinion of the person to determine – if they're going to be an MVP or not is ridiculous. What is and what should be are two different things. You're right on. Because that, that is what happens, though. The, sometimes media members do this. They make it personal. They shouldn't, but they do. But then you know what? The NFL should review it and say, you know what? You If somebody comes in there and let's say, for example, they vote for Derek Carr for MVP, mm-hmm. they should strip that person of their credential. Oof. Defensive player of the year. Has this thing been decided? Do we not know who the best defensive player in football Nick is? Nick Bosa. No, numbers coming down on your boy there, Dave. It was a joke. Give it to Bosa <laughs> if you want. He had three sacks last week. Hey, Wonderful. By the way, who leads the league in sacks? If you tell me that 11 is not the best defensive player in football. Is we're, his we're audio not on? Is this thing on? I don't understand. I just asked this guy a simple question. He couldn't even answer it. By the way, Micah Parsons is not even in the top two in sacks. Nick Bosa, he's the outside <laughs> horse. Right, he's he's Birdstone at the at the uh, at the at the Belmont trying to run down Smarty Jones. Smarty Jones would be Micah, but but Smarty's going to win this one. But Micah, his reps have been limited. He's been banged up the last three four weeks, so they're not playing him full volume. Bosa is coming, dude's legit. He's a beast. Plus two fifty. I'm not taking anything away from. And plus, it's the last name, Bosa. All we talk about is the Bosa's. Well, if you were going to say Bosa, then you would just say Nick Bosa injured. I mean, that's pretty much the thing, right? Like, he's got a hamstring tweak already this week. But all I'm saying is when you look at it, the difference maker, Parsons has been great. But uh-huh. don't discount Nick Bosa. And How know, many forced fumbles has Nick Bosa had? Two. What is your one, guy at four? One, Kelly? Uh, Bosa's got one. One. How many one. does 11 got? Parsons got uh, three. Huh. Three to one. Huh. I mean, that's still a turnover, right? That's a turnover! Congratulations. That's not a sack. The sacks turned the ball over on downs. When we come back, can you handle the truth? I can't. Apparently, your guy, Michael Parsons, can't. <laughs> we'll delve deeper when you come back next here. It is Big Bets on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the show. This segment of Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back alongside of Marshall Dave Ross here, we mentioned earlier that Spain has been knocked out by Morocco, yeah. and right now Portugal looking pretty good up 1-0 in the 31st minute. Yeah, I think Shakiri just took a uh, penalty kick. Uh, I'm sorry, not a penalty kick, a, a free kick from about – 25 to 30 yards out, just missed it. Uh, they got a deflection on it there, the uh, Portuguese goaltender. But, uh, you know, we'll expect to see a more aggressive Swiss side right mm-hmm. now, trailing 1-0. Uh, but it'll be difficult here. The Portuguese will be able to defend. All right, so we'll keep a watchful eye on that. Frank Schwab's going to join us to talk NFL at the top of the hour. Tim Brando to talk college football in hour number two. But right now, I'm all show a simple question. Can you handle the truth? I can't. Go ahead. Can you handle the truth? Here's Dave Ross. The truth of the matter is that the road for the Super Bowl goes through the NFC East. Yeah, the same NFC East that two years ago, people wanted to relegate the division, right? Oh, they don't even have a team worthy of being in the playoffs. I don't even remember what their team name was. It was it the Commanders, the Redskins, the Washington football team. They won the division a couple years ago with a losing record. Remember that? And now, right now, you have the prospects of not one, not two, not three, but four teams from the NFC East going to the postseason. They only take seven people. 
So right now, the smartest play is, just by sheer volume alone, to look at the NFC East as the team that's got the best shot of winning the Super Bowl. And that's why right now in the marketplace, two to one. Now, I don't think the Commanders can win it. I don't think the Giants can win. I don't even think the Giants are going to make it. But the point is, they're going to have at least three of the seven in the NFC from the same division. And they will have the number one seed, period. Now, you go, wait a minute. Minnesota, if they win out, they're only a two-loss team. They could win it. You see what Philadelphia did to them in week two? Whoosh, slapped them around in Philadelphia, right? So Philadelphia still would have that even if they have the same record. You see what the Cowboys did up in Minnesota? 40-3 to three on the road. So if the Cowboys and the Vikings end with the same record, the Cowboys will get the number one seed. And I don't think there's any chance in hell that the Vikings are going to run the table anyway and even get to it to be just a two-loss team at the end of the year. So the best odds are that the Cowboys and or the Eagles will be the number one seed in the NFC East. Right now, the Cowboys are 7-1 to to win the Super Bowl. The Eagles are 5-1 to to win the Super Bowl. So again, the Commanders and or the Giants and or both will be there as well. So you're going to have a smorgasbord of teams from the NFC that are going to be there from the East. Now, look, you look at the Niners. Can Brock Purdy go on the road to either Philadelphia and or Dallas in this example and win a critical playoff game? I'm not taking that shot. Can Kirk Cousins go to Philadelphia or Dallas and win a playoff game? Maybe 1 o'clock Kirk, but primetime Kirk isn't very good. So I don't think there's any chance of that. So you have a really good chance of the number one seed being either Philadelphia or Dallas coming out of the NFC just because they're going to have the path of least resistance. Now you go to the AFC and you go, wait a minute, you still got to beat the Bills or probably the Chiefs and or the Bengals that have now entered the fray. You see what the Cowboys did to the Bengals in week two? And by the way, Superdack Prescott wasn't even there. Cooper Rush beat Joe Burrow. And then the Chiefs, okay, yeah, they're going to be a dangerous out. Did you see what happened to them against the Titans on Monday Night Football? It went to overtime with Malik Willis, a quarterback. And then look what the Eagles did last week to the Titans with Ryan Tannehill. I think there's a chasm between the best in the NFC right now and what the Chiefs and or Bengals could offer. Now, the wild card would be the Bills in this equation because they have not played their best football to date, right? But look at Josh Allen. He's a turnover machine. And what is Jalen Hurts not doing? He's not turning the football over. So right now, Josh Allen, in a big game, he seems to give it to the other team a lot. I believe 11 picks so far to date as of right now. And a lot of those are red zones as well. A lot of red zone turnovers. So the Bills might be the biggest threat to this theory, but if you at least get there, you might even have a head scenario or a middle scenario if you've got an NFC team representing the conference in the Super Bowl. And to me, the odds just favor one of the four. But I really think it's one of the two, Philadelphia or Dallas, to be the cream of the crop. And again, that Niner defense is really good. I get it. I might not have said this a week ago if Jimmy G was still the quarterback. I don't know what Brock Purdy is going to be yet. And we'll find out what he is. But to me right now, I know what the Cowboys are. I know what the Eagles are. And those two teams right now are as good, if not better, than any two teams in the NFL in Buffalo and Kansas City. I'm looking right across at you from the NFC to the AFC. So to me, the road to the Super Bowl, Marshall, it goes through the NFC East. Maybe, but I can tell you one thing. Maybe? Uh, just say this, 15 and 17 are going to be tough to beat when you get them in Glendale. It's going to be very difficult. I, I still think the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. You still do. Yeah, I mean, I didn't listen to what you said for four minutes, but I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> no, I, I do look at it. Look, the Bills are plus 350 to win the Super Bowl. But again, if you take either the NFC East team, and, and, and I think the better play obviously would be the Eagles or Cowboys at 5-1 to one to 7-1. One of those two teams, again, to the point is they're going to be the number one seed. I, I just I don't see any other scenario that the Eagles or Cowboys are not the one seed in the East. Doesn't mean that they're going to run roughshod, but I think there's a good chance the Eagles and the Cowboys could be your NFC title game. I, I don't disagree with you there, but I'm going to tell you, oh, I do disagree with you in terms of the NFC title game. I, I think San Francisco at 12-1 is the best bet on the board. I think this 49ers team is extremely dangerous. They've got a tremendous running game. Elijah Mitchell might be back in time for the postseason. He might be. Uh, but they still have Christian McCaffrey. You know, we're acting like Christian McCaffrey wasn't a top three running back. No, Remember right. the conversation was him and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, the one concern I do have with McCaffrey is he does he get injured? Because he has been injury prone the last several years. You've got Debo Samuel, who's probably 
the best individual offensive playmaker in football. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. He's been injured, but he's back now, and he looks like he's back to being close to his old self. I just look at the Cowboys, and this is something I whispered to you yesterday under my breath that a lot of people aren't talking about here. The Eagles right now, again, if you watch that Titans game, no weakness. Like the Linval Joseph and the Dominican Sue signings, people go, why are you talking about those? Well, if Jordan Davis, they're big stud, and he is a difference maker at DT, right? He stops the run. He's still been banged up a little bit. He was in and out of that lineup. Those other two guys don't have to play like they used to in, in back in the day. They can play 10 snaps a game. And at that level, they can still give you 10 snaps that are going to be effective. And then if the, the rookie is back and healthy for the postseason, there's no weakness. Darius Slay is a top-level corner that they have, a number-one corner. They get after the quarterback as well. They're going to put you down. They're going to sack that quarterback a lot. So the Cowboy and Eagle defense, I, I favor the Cowboys a little bit, but it's not by much. And I put them right in that same realm with the 49ers. The difference for me is going to be offensively. Right now, the Eagles and the Cowboys, they're separated a little bit by, I think Jalen Hurts is playing better than Dak Prescott. I do. Right now, he is. People aren't really examining Dak Prescott that much right now, but I do. And he's not playing elite football. He's playing for Dak C-plus, B-minus football. Jalen Hurts is playing A-plus football. What are you going to get out of Brock Purdy? I don't know, but it's not going to be Dak Prescott at elevated Dak, and it's not going to be what Jalen Hurts is right now. First of all, don't injure yourself going on on that limb there with Dak Prescott not playing as well as Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> he's be, not. Be very cautious there. Uh, <laughs> but to me, look, when you look at talent, San Francisco's most talented team Across the board Ooh. in the NFL. You don't think so? Across the board? Yeah. Well, the quarterback position is glaring to me. And, and again, well, for, for me out of the 52, you might have a case there, but that one is such an important one that I can't get there with the Niners right now. Like, that's, that's the Pat Mahomes conversation in Kansas City. That's what you saw Tom Brady do last night with the Buccaneers. That one, that singular one, I, I got to see it. And so I, I get the rest of the makeup of the Niners. I'm with you there. But until I know – what Brock Purdy can be, I cannot put the Niners on the level of the Cowboys and the Eagles, and that's why I'm hell-bent that it's going to go through the NFC East, out of the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. I just don't see a path that Brock Purdy can go on the road and win a critical playoff game. Not yet. Well, okay, I'm going to agree with I'm going to agree with Dave on the. It's truthful that the for an NFC team to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to run through the NFC East because mm-hmm. you got to play a game in Philadelphia. Yeah, but you know what? Or no, but let me tell you something. That's an advantage for San Francisco because if the weather comes into play in January, mm. you negate uh, Philadelphia's potential passing mm. game compared to San Francisco's ability to run the football. And to me, they've got the best running game going with the way Kyle Shanahan calls plays with that defense. Well, you know what you're going to do, though, right? I mean, any defense now worth their salt, they're going to say, okay, we're going to stack the box. And we're going to stop Debo and CMC. And Brock Purdy. Hey, Brock Purdy can beat you. You tip your cap. That's exactly what you do as a DC. Dan Quinn, I will roll the dice with Dan Quinn and what he's going to scheme up to stop the Niner offense. I really will. Now, last year it worked for San Francisco because Jimmy G was able to make enough plays to beat the Cowboys in Dallas. Can Brock Purdy do that? We'll find out. But I'll roll, I'll roll my dice with I, the Eagles and or the Cowboys. First of all, I didn't know Dan Quinn was uh, Bill Belichick slash Buddy Ryan. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. Can you handle the truth, America? I hope you can. Let us know what you think. You can get at us on Twitter as well and uh, share your thoughts. When we come back, much more to get to. And again, Frank Schwab, top of hour number two, talking all things NFL. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up those cleats with the World Cup in full swing. Now is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match day. Receive a bet on behalf of Bet Rivers when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. Head to BetRivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is a whole new game. We have another goal. Is it a whole new match between Portugal and Switzerland? Nope. Because the tally. Went to Portugal right now. Mal Shaw, we're not to halftime yet, but it's all Portugal all the time. 2-0. Any life for the Swiss here? I, I think they're in trouble. Uh, you know, you get down 2-0 uh, at this point in time, really difficult. And uh, who would have thought the one team on the Iberian Peninsula that's going to get out of this stage is going to be Portugal and not the Spanish. So. How about that? Morocco beating Spain earlier today. Absolutely. Great day for the Portuguese. So they are <laughs> celebrating right now. Yeah, they are loving life here. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. And again, Frank Schwab is going to join us the next hour. And Tim Brando going to be a lot of fun talking to him about the college football playoff. We just mentioned, and I mentioned in my uh, You Can't Handle the Truth soliloquy, that I think that the NFC East – that the Super Bowl is going to, the road to it's going to go through them. You can get at us. Hit me up on Twitter at DRaw Sports, Adam Allshaw1. Kelly Bidlin, give out your Twitter handle again. I always, I find. At Kelly Bidlin. At Kelly Bidlin. I, and remember, that's K E L L E Y. Nailed people, it. If you want to get a Kelly, uh, as I like to do on Twitter as well. But Amal, you did get somebody that, that tweeted you or texted you and basically said, hey, last year, Jimmy G, it was a, what, a blocked kick against yeah. the, the Packers? You mentioned the inclement weather. Well, that actually helped the Niners in that game against the Packers, to your point, if they have bad weather in Philadelphia. Well, they got two field goals from Robbie Gold, right? 29 and 45 yards. So, in essence, you got to the 12 and to the 28-yard line. Then they have the block uh, punt for a touchdown. Didn't do much offensively against Dallas. They uh, Jimmy G was 16 for 25, mm-hmm. but they ran the ball for 4.4 yards per carry. Uh, I think they um, had about 30-plus carries in that game. So, all I'm saying is I think San Francisco, the way they're constructed from a talent standpoint, they could be a real challenger. You look at the odds of being 12-1. to 1. Look, I'm not suggesting or implying that Dallas or Philadelphia is not right there. It just when you look at 12-1 to 1 compared to, I think, what, Philly's 3.5 or 4-1, to 1, Dallas is 5-1. to 1. So, Right. Well, to win the Super Bowl, Cowboys are 7-1, to 1, Eagles are 5-1 to 1 right okay. now. So, you, you know, that's, that's not bad action if you go with my theory – that it's going to be one of those two teams to represent the conference, right? And, and I, I'm with you, the Niners at 12 to 1. But I, like Jimmy G last year, you got to remember this too, people. And Niners fans know this too. I mean, he had a separated shoulder. He was playing with, he had one wing that he was playing with. This year, he had two good wings, right? So I thought they would be much more formidable if that injury doesn't happen on Sunday to Jimmy G. And I'm not, I don't know what Brock Purdy's going to be. Could it be Tom Brady? You know, when, when Brady came in for Bledsoe? I, I don't know. But, but No, it, it won't be. Okay. Because Brady, if you actually go back, Brady was great at Michigan. I always say, I, I don't understand how the scouts missed. Drew Henson. 
Well, it wasn't even about the fact that he re- uh, relieved Henson so many times and led them to comebacks. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch the Orange Bowl against Alabama, one of the best college games I've ever seen. I think Michigan wins in overtime 35-34 and a missed PAT by Alabama. But Brady and David Terrell put on a show in yeah. that game. And that game, if you didn't think Brady could play, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it was like the guy was absolutely an assassin. Um, look, Brock Purdy has got some mobility. Yep. He was solid at Iowa State. He doesn't have to be great because the one thing, look at the talent. Ayuk on the perimeter, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, and then Christian McCaffrey. I mean, they got some real dudes here. You know, Brandon Ayuk, because San Francisco doesn't have an elite-level quarterback, you look at what Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill have been able to do with Tua because Tua can throw the ball with accuracy. They put up amazing numbers. Um, If you have a quarterback, I sit there and I think about Terry McLaurin every time. This guy has played with a bag of dirt, and he somehow (laughs) manages to get to 1,000 yards every year. And again, the point being, too, is – and you look at the odds here to, to win the NFC, and again, we mentioned the Cowboys right now are 3-1. to one. The Eagles, the shortest price on the board, at, at plus $1.75. There are the Niners are plus five fifty. That's to win the conference. Again, the numbers I gave you earlier were for the Super Bowl. The Cowboys were 7-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Eagles, 5-1. to one. But I do think the road still will go through one of those two teams specifically. Commanders are the long shot there because they, they could get all four and play. Giants are 50-1. to one. Commanders are 35-1. But there's a real possibility here that you get four of the seven teams from the same division, which would be unheard of, right? But sometimes head coaches love some of their players. They drafted Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick of the draft this past year. And you go, why would you draft Brock Purdy when you already have Trey Lance? And he was the guy, I remember, going into the year. He was going to be the guy. They were looking to actively trade Jimmy G, but they couldn't because the, the medicals on the shoulder. He couldn't pass physicals early on in, in training camp. So they were kind of stuck with Jimmy G, and they worked out a deal to bring him back. Kyle Shanahan loves Brock Purdy. Now, I can go back to when, let's say, Bill Parcells was the head coach in Dallas, and he had Drew Henson, the guy that started over Tom Brady at Michigan. Yeah. He had Chad Hutchinson, if you remember Chad Hutchinson, out of Stanford. And he had this undrafted kid named Tony Romo playing third string. And I'll never forget, Bill Parcells at the Thanksgiving, it was a debacle. They played Henson, and they played Hutchinson, and they were awful. And he goes, look, I, I got a kid, the best kid that we got our third stringer. But, you know, I, I can't play him because the owner. He was basically saying Jerry Jones won't let me play this kid, right? And then we all found out that the coaches know who the best guy is. And back then it was Tony Romo. And then eventually that played itself out. I'm not saying that's Brock Purdy, but I will say that sometimes coaches say – Give me that guy. Draft that guy. Mike Shanahan. By the way, Kyle's pop. When I was there in D.C., they drafted Robert Griffin III, second overall. Heisman Trophy win out of Baylor. You know what they wanted? Fourth-round pick Kirk Cousins. And, they, and I, went, I went, what? Why would you? You just drafted your future. The coaches know. And, and Mike Shanahan knew that I can get something out of Kirk Cousins. We'll find out about RG3. And maybe if he stayed healthy, they'd be a different story. But they don't draft these guys as whims. They don't. They value these picks. And Kyle Shanahan, to your point of all, really likes Brock Purdy. So we'll see if this is something that can manifest itself and they stay with him and he's viable option here in the playoffs and he looks better in three weeks. Right now, I'm not going to trust it in the futures market, but I think you trust it more and certainly Kyle Shanahan has belief in him too. Well, I, I think it's, look, Garoppolo's solid. You know, I've nobody's been more critical of Jimmy Garoppolo than I have. However, I just felt like, based on the way he's compensated, he's not an elite-level quarterback. He's an efficient quarterback with great talent around him. He's not a guy you go put in Kansas City and say, don't worry, we're going to throw the ball around the yard 40 times. We're going to go win. You're not doing that. All I'm saying is I think Garoppolo, the one thing he does extremely well that Purdy's going to have to prove, to your point, is he's got to make those accurate throws to Kittle, to Debo, to allow them to have run after the catch that maybe, if he doesn't do accurately, could be a little bit of a problem. However, I will say this. Purdy didn't have elite-level talent at uh, Iowa State. No. Xavier Hutchinson, good receiver. Uh, the tight end, uh, uh, drawing a blank on his name right now, was very good there for them last year. But I think that he's got a little moxie. He's got some toughness to them. The Big 12, you play in inclement weather when you get into November. He's played on a team where Matt Campbell relied on him. They had a nice running game with Brees Hall. But still, it's, it was a situation where Purdy would make some plays. He can make some plays with his legs. I, I think the kid doesn't have to be great. He just has to not turn the football over, convert the third and shorts, and then allow the rest of the guys on that team to do what they do. If we can stay very quickly in the NFC West picture here for a second, and I want to bring this up now that Brock Purdy is the guy. 
they're still the overwhelming favorite to win this division. Is, are we overlooking the Seahawks again? Are we doing it again, America? And I know that Kenneth Walker got hurt, and that didn't look good. We'll find out his status. He's been really good for them as their uh, rookie running back here. Geno Smith, and I mentioned this weeks ago, and you can't handle the truth, I think that both the quarterback and the head coach should be from the same team. Pete Carroll's done a remarkable job with this team. Are we overlooking the Seahawks as a possibility of winning the West, not just getting a wild card? Well, Dave, I've looked at this very closely because I've got San Francisco to win this division. Here's the problem for Seattle, even if they beat San Francisco when they play in two weeks. First of all, they got to play Tampa this week at Mm -hmm. home. I think they could win the game because the Buccaneers are on a Monday night game and they got the win against New Orleans, so that bodes well for them. You do need Walker in that lineup. Uh, then, of course, I'm sorry, that's San Francisco that's playing them. I apologize. Right, San Francisco, Tampa so, Bay. Yeah. Which would be tough for Brock Purdy against a good defense. Correct, but, but I think the it's offense, a good spot for them. Yeah, and the offensive line for the Bucs are terrible, and you would think the Niners' defense might have their way. Absolutely, and now you get San Francisco in a good spot if you're Seattle on the Thursday night game, November 15th, because the 49ers will have – just played uh, Tampa should be a physical game. And then you've got a quick turnaround. You've got to play uh, Seattle on the road. So I, I would expect the 49ers probably stay out West because mm-hmm. you play Sunday and then you've got to go to Seattle on Thursday. And then they're at Kansas city. I think the schedule is too daunting uh, for this team to be able to get through, because even if you get through the 49ers, uh, I'm sorry, I confused you. I thought they were playing Tampa. It's the, they're playing the 49ers on the 15th. And then they play the Chiefs. And those back-to-back games, can you win both of those games? Yeah, it's going to be tough. And again, plus 350 for the Seahawks uh, right now to win the NFC West. But they are only a game behind the Niners. Now, they did they lost that first go-around with San Fran. So it's incumbent, obviously, in two weeks that you win that. Re- they did lose that first one. Is that right? They, they did. They yeah. are. Oh, you know what? I didn't realize, though. They have, this, they have a – if they win that game against the 49ers, they've got the same division record. So they're in good shape. I okay. thought they were back in the division games. So, so again, it's going, to get, it's going to get tight if – it's a big if. Mm-hmm. Seattle can beat San Francisco in two weeks. I mean, that's job number one for the Seahawks to try to get in this divisional race. But at plus 350, is that number right to you, or do you think it should be a little bit lower? I think it's right. I think it's going to be tough. I, I think the game at Kansas City is the one that's really going to just absolutely crush uh, the Seahawks team. But i got to tell you, though, I, I'm just so impressed with what they've done with Geno Smith and Pete Carroll. I really am. And, and that's not just, uh, you know, hyperbole. I think they've done the, the, the best job for comeback player of the year and had, and uh, – I'd say coach of the year so far. Come on back. Frank Schwab's going to join us next. Talk all things NFL here on Big Bets on these in the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 